Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking New York Mets with Mets broadcaster Wayne Randazzo. Wayne, it has been an awfully interesting season for the Mets. Uh, This is consistently one of my favorite of these podcasts to do because there is always something to talk about, and there is, once again, plenty to talk about with these Mets. I'm not entirely sure where to start, but I think the the maybe most sort of interesting topic right now uh, is the question of managing starters' innings. It's been an issue for, it's been talked about nearly all year. Now it's sort of seemingly starting to become real. Um, how how exactly do they handle this? They just skip Matt Harvey one time? Do they do this two or three times? How exactly are they going to make this work, particularly with Harvey, who seems to be the biggest worry? Well, you're right. Harvey is the biggest worry because he's coming off of Tommy John surgery. I don't know if this would be the case in 2016, the second year removed from the surgery for Harvey. But this year they are worried about it, and, it, and rightfully so because I think Harvey – is getting a little tired at this point in the season. It's more about managing Harvey's arm than his innings or his his workload necessarily. They want to make sure Matt Harvey is available and somewhat refreshed for the stretch run for the postseason if they get there. So they need to make sure that he's okay. So if one start happens, fine. They'll take one start and they'll skip him and they'll see how he's feeling. If he needs a second start, if he's still feeling tired, then that's what they'll do. It's really just about how Matt's feeling at this point, not really about managing innings or managing starts. I think if Harvey was feeling 100%, if he was uh, out there and, and, and saying that he's giving me the ball every fifth day, I can, I, I'm perfectly fine that they would certainly look at that. But I think at this point, Harvey just might be a little tired at this point in the season coming back from Tommy John surgery. And it's normal. It's normal to feel that way at this point. So I think they're going to skip him once and, and see what happens from there. And hopefully that's good enough to rejuvenate him the rest of the season. I realize there's there's a, a degree to which it really doesn't matter. It's, it's the manager's decision and the front office's decision, and, and the manager is the one who makes out the lineup and decides on the starting pitcher. But earlier in the year, Harvey, it's my understanding, was one of the guys who was particularly resistant to anything that adjusted his routine. He was one of the guys that really didn't like the six-man rotation idea. Again, to some extent, it doesn't matter because he's not the one who makes out the lineup. But is Harvey himself on board with this? Has he come to a point where he says, yeah, maybe I could use a little breather, or is he going to be resistant to this? 
No, it seems like he's on board with whatever the Mets need at this point. Matt Harvey wants to win, and he's as big a competitor as there is on this ball club. And I think he wants to be out there for the games that, that seemingly will matter the most in, in the stretch run in September, two series with the Nationals in the final month of the season, that Matt Harvey wants to be out there for. And I think the Mets are going to try to make him in, in every way healthy for those starts. And I think he wants to do what it takes. I think the six-man rotation – some of the bumps there was just because it, it did take him out of his routine. And especially if there was an off day involved, you know, it, it was almost like a college rotation at, at one point where guys were pitching pretty much on their days. There was a, there was a Wednesday starter, there was a Friday starter. And uh, that routine at this level uh, kind of didn't jive with some of the guys. And, and Harvey was probably the most outspoken about that. But uh, I think they all understand where they are right now, where they need to be. And uh, I think when Steven Matz comes back, that will certainly help kick things back into a, a six-man rotation, perhaps. Or maybe they'll just go with the best five they have for the rest of the season. But uh, it's not an alarming thing that Matt Harvey needs needs a rest. I think it's just a, a factor of him coming off of Tommy John surgery. And the fact, he's never pitched a full season in the major leagues before. You know, he, he got hurt in August of 2013. In 2012, he came up in the second half of the year, so he's never gone from from April through October or even through September in a major league season. So, uh, you know, it's 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 a lot for him right now, and I think it's the best course to to just give him a break, give him a breather, and and see how he's feeling after that. It, it seems like if there is one other guy that they would be concerned about watching particularly closely, uh, it, it's Noah Syndergaard, who is still. Uh, uh, 22, about to be 23, and Degrom is is obviously older, and and though new to the game, not so much in what we call the the injury nexus. Um, now again, acknowledging that this is less any about any preset number and more about where Harvey is at. Do you anticipate them doing anything along these lines uh, to to protect Syndergaard, or is it just at this point kind of wait and watch and see with him? Um, I think you might see a skip start. The, the, the thing is, you can't really wait too long because if, if you decide three weeks from now that Syndergaard needs, uh, needs to skip a start, then you're looking at skipping one that's in mid, starting to get into late September, and you're right in the thick of the pennant race at that point. So they will have to make a decision. If they want to skip Syndergaard, it's going to have to happen relatively soon, probably in the next two weeks, probably before Labor Day when the Mets are in Washington. The Mets' schedule until then is pretty soft. They have got Colorado here, the Phillies, the Red Sox, and then they go to Miami. So there's there's some opportunities here to you, you don't need to throw all of your aces out there against these teams and still feel like you can win some of these games. And Syndergaard could fall into that line too in the next couple of weeks. Beyond Labor Day, I think they want everybody out there pitching on, on, on regular rest and, and making their starts for the rest of the season. But I think you have that, that bit of a window until then to uh, to kind of rest these guys up a little bit. What do you make of the home road thing for Syndergaard? I mean, it, it's still not a lot of starts, and, and there's a lot of noise. And so I often am, am inclined to dismiss stuff like this as noise till we have a lot more data. But uh, do you see anything in particular about him, one versus the other? Uh, or do you think it's just kind of one of those things that happens over the course of a season? Yeah, I think it's a confidence issue. That that could be part of it. I think when these guys get on the mound at City Field, for whatever reason, they really like that mound. They, they feel impenetrable in some ways on that mound at home. So you see these guys uh, all pitching very well. And DeGrom's numbers are incredible at home. Syndergaard, Harvey. So it, it's it's not just Syndergaard. I think Syndergaard has the, the biggest gap between home and road. 
And the only thing he's a rookie. He's, he's going on the road for the first time at the major league level. He's uh, facing this adversity in, in some of these more hostile environments. And I think it's just an adjustment for him. Plus, they they felt like there was something to it that you know he was his routine was a little bit out of whack, pitching the bottom of the first as opposed to the top of the first. And they felt like that might have been some of the cause for his first inning issues. So they they made an uh, an adapt they adapted to that road that routine a little bit yesterday, and it didn't seem like it was going to work out. They had Baltimore the bases loaded with nobody out, but he got out of it without giving up any runs and. It was okay yesterday. It was just it was also a pretty humid, warm night there, and and, and that seems to get uh, into Cindergard's head a little bit too. Whenever he's pitched in in a warm, humid climate, uh, his start in Atlanta in June was similar, where he just couldn't get through more than four or five innings without starting to wear down a little bit. So uh, it could be just a bunch of factors that have all rolled into one thing. But you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's this is how it's going to be for Noah Cindergard that he's going to struggle on the road. I think it's just something that he has to adjust to now at the major league level. We can't not talk David Wright. Uh, he remains an interesting topic, and, and it sounds like he's very close. Uh, first and foremost, how close is he? How soon are, are we going to see David Wright uh, wearing a New York Mets uniform? I would bet on Monday. I think Monday is going to be the day the Mets are in Philadelphia. They want to fly him up, but they don't really want to send him to Colorado. It sounds like he would even even be ready to go tomorrow but they don't really want to fly him into Denver and have him start in the light air here. So they're just going to wait till Monday, it looks like, and as long as, as he's still feeling good you know, through the weekend, it looks like Monday night. It, to some, uh, on the surface, seems like a really silly question. Uh, what do you do about guys like Juan Uribe when you've got David Wright? Um, and I guess that's not exactly the question anyway, but you know, Wright is probably not going to be an everyday guy at first, and they have a lot of options. So I, I guess the question is, just how do they kind of make all of these pieces fit? They've got an awful lot of guys uh, to fit in. Uh, you know, Murphy can play a couple places. Flores can play a couple places. There are a lot of these sort of interlocking parts, and, and Wright is not one of them. How do they kind of make all those pieces fit? Well, they'll they'll have to figure that out. Terry Collins is going to have to wave a magic wand here and try to get some some guys at bats. I think I think uh, the roster casualty will probably be Michael Conforto. I think you won't see him at the major league level at least for the week and a half that David Wright is up between the end of August and September first. You'll see Conforto come back then, but uh, I think he'll be the guy that goes down, which opens the door for Kelly Johnson to play more in left field. Uh, kind of split out there with Michael with Michael Kadire. Uh Murphy and, and, and Flores can, can rotate at second base. Flores and Tejada can rotate at short. If you need to give Duda a break, well, Murphy can play first. So can Kadire. Um, Cespedes is going to probably be in center, but on, on a day where they want to get Lagares in there, Cespedes can play left. So they're going to have to move these guys around. As for David, he'll only probably play three or four days a week. So that, that kind of makes it where Juan Uribe can play three or four days a week, too. So I think those guys will kind of split the difference at third base. And uh, that's kind of how you want Uribe anyway at this point, I think. You want him more as a part-time player, a guy coming off the bench, and, and who can make a few starts here and there. And, and I, I don't anticipate David Wright at any point this season playing five or six days in a row. So I, I think that just he'll just be another guy that they can move in and out of the lineup, and it won't be too different as to how they're doing things now. All right, well, Wayne Rondazzo, thanks very much for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 